0: Gate, uh, we've got Regan here with me. Uh, Dubs is having a Thanksgiving dinner uh, with his in-laws, so we wish him the best. The Colts just lost, so I'm sure he's having a great time over there right now. Regan, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. I've had two good weeks on our own. Well, let's jump into a quick recap. Why don't you tell us about the last two weeks? Uh, and should we? Should we? Should we explain why we didn't have an episode this past week? Yeah. Just with the holiday and everything, just we couldn't put out a quality episode that we wanted. Wow, Kyler just got smoked right there. Couldn't put out a good enough episode, um, so we just decided to scrap it. Um, but we wanted to bring you guys a little bit more of a, at least something this week. Yeah. Um, so go ahead with your recap, Regan. Sorry to cut you off again. Six and two the last two weeks, so I finished up the regular season
1: for college football on high note. Um, if it wasn't for Michigan, who I've been wrong with basically the entire week other than against IU. The entire year I've been wrong on Michigan. So the Michigan plus, I think I got a plus nine and the under of that game, couldn't have been worse bets. Um, just atrocious. But other than that, I won all six of my other games I played. Yesterday, I also hit a big future. I had Notre Dame over 19 wins. So I didn't bet the Notre Dame game yesterday, which they did cover. But I didn't bet it because I already had a big bet on them getting 10 total wins. So it was basically like a money line bet. So I stayed off of it. Um, kind of a bummer. But whatever, I'll take 6-2 and two all day. Um, I finished the season uh, hitting at about a 61% clip on the podcast. Which, I'll take. That's pretty damn good. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, forty eight, thirty one, and one on the pot. I think I had one losing week, uh, one or
0: two weeks where I was right around even, and then I was a winner every other week. So. Yeah. Well, it's been nice that you and I know Dubs has been. He's been playing a lot of uh, NBA basketball, um, but you guys seem to be, you know, seeing the board, picking picking out some good games. I went two and three last week. The only win that I had, or legitimate win I had, was uh, I took the IU money line. Just was going to do it. It was the bucket game. Might as well. Was going to watch the entire game regardless. Um, and then I took a Memphis North Carolina basketball like that that ended up paying out. So nothing to uh, write home about over here. Um, I, I had a nice teaser parlay. Right. I did. I did the. I did an alternate score, uh, alternate spread, and I took IU minus five, and that was the one leg of my parlay that, that screwed me over. Wow. Yeah, it was like it was like ten bucks to win a hundred. Wow. Yep, I thought I was gonna have it. Real, honestly, didn't want to bring it up, but here we are.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to actually see the the college basketball board better. So, um, I, at the last last week. Um, we, there was some really good college basketball action with the Battle of the Atlantis, the Maui Invitational. Um, there was like four or five really good tournaments. So I um, was able to watch some basketball, and I had a really good really good week on college basketball as well. Um, a lot of big name teams going down early. A
0: lot of, uh, of parity.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, the, I, I think the, this is, might be the year where there's the most parity in college basketball that we've seen in a really long time. There's absolutely – I was talking to a buddy this week. Um, you know, I, I kept – we were going through the top teams, and we're like, man, they're, they've are they got some flaws. They're not very good. And it's just like, who is? Who is really good, you know? You look at your Dukes and your Kansases. Kansas almost lost to Dayton, and Dayton's really, really good. But, you know, Dukes, definitely not what, what they have been. Kentucky's not that good. Michigan State's got some huge flaws. I mean, you just go down the list, there's not a dominant team. I mean – Maryland came into the season, like, not even a top-ten team, and they're suddenly, you know, after they won their tournament this week, they're a top-four team, and they're not. I mean, they're not one of the four best teams, but the parity is just unreal, and the, the rankings change so much uh, just based off of one loss here and there. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun year of college basketball.
0: Yeah, I definitely with the uh, the games or those big uh, those big teams losing early on and just as you were talking about the parity, do you think once we get to March that this is going to be, you know, are we going to see a blue chip program win this or are we going to see maybe a, a Gonzaga or, or – I can tell you one team uh, that we won't uh, see win it. Who are the Shockers? Wichita, Wichita State. Wichita State. Like a Wichita State.
1: Well, I, I certainly think anything's possible. You look at a team like Dayton, um, who wasn't ranked coming into the year. Those are all Archie's kids. And they gave uh, Kansas everything they could handle. And, I mean, if, if you lose a game in overtime, you know, you're one play away from winning that. So, yeah, um, I can tell you one thing for certain is that the fighting Tom Cranes, Georgia Bulldogs, um, they will not win at all. They, um, they go 1-2 in Maui with their one win coming against Division Two Chaminade. Uh, on a buzzer beater, safe to say, the fighting Tom Creens will not be winning at all.
0: Well, uh, watching that uh, Georgia in in the Maui Invitational, did you notice Tom Crean didn't have a Hawaiian shirt on for like at least one or two of the games? No, I did get a screenshot
1: of him wearing a Hawaiian shirt, making one of his ridiculous faces, and it's fantastic.
0: Well, I know for one of the games he wore like a black polo, so I will, you know, I, I think that's why they lost. Might be. You He's know. a curse. Tom Crane in Hawaii has to have a floral. role. Full Although,
1: I will say, the one year he took IU out there, they looked absolutely terrible and then still made it to the Sweet 16. So, if there's anybody that can get it turned around, it's Clappy the Clown, a.k.a. Tom Crane. Clappy
0: the Clown? I've never heard that before.
1: <laughs> we call him Clappy the Clown because he just parades up and down the s- sideline clapping
0: like crazy. Is that? Is that like... Does everybody know that, or is <laughs> no, it just like just a, me and one of my buddies call him? <laughs> okay. Call him. <laughs> All right. Good. Then I'm not. In, I'm not.
1: You know, in the minority. Oh, well, may. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe that is his nickname,
0: but that's just what we call him. We'll change it on his Wikipedia. <laughs> good idea. Um, we we were coming up with some segments that we want to talk about today because we're not gonna we're not gonna give any picks. Uh, we're gonna we are gonna talk a little bit about uh, maybe some college basketball. But we we wanted to give you guys some kind of an episode to listen to um, on your Monday morning drive. Um, So a couple of the segments that we wanted to get into were uh, discussing the final four for the college uh, playoffs, but we also wanted to do a quick little recap of the big three Indiana football teams. Um, That's one of the things that we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, I mean... Hoosier your picks? You know we gotta we gotta first and foremost take care of the Hoosier
1: State and talk about the three teams that we got rolling here.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, kind of uh, depending on what your outlook was for your team this year, maybe you have uh, you know you're you're still sane and you're okay with this. Like if you're an IU fan right now, this has been a phenomenal year. Sure. You're eight and four. You've beaten Purdue. This is a statistic that I've heard about a hundred times since it's come true, was that this is the first year that IU has made a bowl before playing Purdue. So that right there is a great success. The offense looked great. Um, Can I be
1: pessimistic about IU's
0: football team? Yeah, you can be whatever you want. Okay, I realize this It's it's 2019, right? You can be whatever you want. Thank
1: you, I appreciate that.
0: I know it's I know
1: they're eight and four, which I think is unbelievable for IU football, and I know that it has been a very long time since they've they've had a successful football season, mm-hmm. and I'm very happy for them. But their eight wins are against really bad teams. Hey. their four losses were Michigan beat them by a thousand, Ohio State beat them by a thousand, Penn State beat them by a thousand and then they lost at Michigan State, who Michigan State just became bowl eligible yesterday. So, they, I mean, they lost to every team better than them, and they beat
0: every team worse than them. So They won a few games on the road that were impressive that maybe two or three years ago they yeah, wouldn't I mean, normally have won. No, but ne- Nebraska's probably a good win. I'm definitely not disagreeing with you, but as a, as a pseudo-sub-IU football fan, and, and living here in Indiana, it seems like a lot of people are kind of. well, First of all, they're proud, but you know we're definitely not cocky, and that's one sure. thing that I want to see. You know we don't want to let this go to our head. It, it's been a great season. It's a great stepping stone to next year. The facilities are getting updated. They have a. I, I, I'm gonna just go out on a limb here and say they have a great recruiting class coming back or coming in. Um, great talent coming back, but. One thing that I absolutely hate is when you have fans that are obnoxious that just don't understand the force from the tree, and I think a lot of IU fans have, are pretty appreciative of the season. Sure. So absolutely. I, I would just fans. say the the big
1: concern that I would have as a as a Hoosier fan is being eight and four. They go into a bowl game against another eight and four team. They could lose by thirty, you know, and and suddenly. All IU fans are back to saying, "Oh, this is the same old team we've always had."
0: Hopefully, the bowl game is somewhere easily accessible. Hopefully, Southwest has got great deals to the city because I I do think that you're right along those lines that you're gonna you're gonna face a much better eight and fourteen. You're gonna get your ass kicked, so just go down there, IU fans. Enjoy the party, you know.
1: Enjoy yeah, the tip. maybe, t- maybe somewhere
0: th- in Dallas. Somewhere in Dallas would be cool. playing Jerry World
1: and. Not to be the type of person to throw
0: shade, but they are playing
1: a bowl game in Purdue, isn't it? That's just, let's fat. Talk, that's, just fat. that's All right, let's talk was, about Purdue yeah. season. Purdue goes 4-8. Riddled with injury. But they had to be the most injured team in America. I mean, yeah. it, they played their third street quarterback most of the year. They have, going into the season, Rondell Moore is probably... You know, uh, he's a long-shot Heisman contender, but when was the last time Purdue had a Heisman hopeful? Drew Brees? I mean, jeez, 20 years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, injuries kill Purdue. Purdue's on the right direction. They have no depth because Brom just, you know, is getting his guys in. David Bell, by the way, stud. But I think Purdue has to be optimistic about where their football's headed. Um, But, you know, Brom has to get his act together because... You know, I, I'll give them a pass this year because you you can't not you can't do anything about injuries. Yeah. But when you're getting six million dollars a year, you can't go four and eight.
0: Well, they're they're another place too that they're updating facilities, so they're trying to make it more than just what the image of Purdue already is. They're trying to make sure. it. They're they're trying to make it that type of a program. And you you have what last year, two years ago, when Jeff Brown he was getting courted heavily by Louisville to go yeah. down there. And he chose to stay. I think that gave him a little bit more leniency with the administration, with the team. Hey, you know, let's get my guys in here, let's build a program off of a of, of, off of a strong foundation. Sure. So
1: But at the same time, six million dollars you gotta win. Yeah. And I agree. You know, we it's, said rain check this year, but going forward he he's gotta get the Six million a year? It's something ridiculous. He's a top ten paid college football coach. Bullshit. Okay, look it up. <laughs> okay, let's segue into Notre Dame while you look it up. Yeah, um, Notre Dame goes ten and two, which, uh, as a Notre Dame fan, is an extremely disappointing season, because yet again the two biggest games that they played this year um, they did not look good in. Um, some idiots took moral victory away from the Georgia loss, um, and it was just you know again another big game in my lifetime that. They lost and I'm sick of it and I think they're never gonna get over the hump as long as Brian Kelly's at the helm so either Urban Meyer or row the boat I'm all aboard um, I hope Florida State comes at Brian Kelly and makes him the highest paid college football coach in the history of ever so that he leaves Notre Dame and we can get somebody else in there but that's probably all just wishful thinking and won't happen but I and to um, Okay year. You know, they beat three teams that are now ranked in the top 25 um, and lost to the two good teams they played. Segway, I saw today, yesterday someone tweets, what would Notre Dame's? how many wins would Notre Dame have if they played in the Big Ten?
0: Jeff Brom, 4.8 million. Not quite six, but also, it, it is up there with some of those guys. Oh, I just found a good website. Is he top ten? He's not top 10, but he, he's... Oh, shit, he is... There, this is a much more accurate website. Yep, he's number eight, uh, number eight. Second in the Big Ten. Thank you. Okay, so people rip on Notre Dame for not being in
1: a conference.
0: Fuck. Okay, sorry, I'm, I'm on board with this. Why so.
1: would well, Notre Dame join a conference? Okay. People that want them to join a conference don't understand their, their contract with NBC and how much money it actually brings to school, and... They also don't understand why would Notre Dame be in a conference. Look look at some teams in conferences, okay? Clemson hasn't played a, a difficult game all year. They've had a cupcake schedule. The Big Ten, you, you're on one side or the other. So if they were in the Big Ten, they're playing probably two of these three. Uh, you know, Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, and you can throw in Wisconsin, you know, so maybe they play four of those schools, but Minnesota maybe I don't know Minnesota's not that good. But. Just to
0: interject real quick, if they join the Big Ten, I also think they lose one of the rivalry games if they join the conference. Just based off of it, remember? Well, that's, yeah, that's when Some 100. of those schools come in, so that I I I'm not saying that's a reason for. I'm just saying just put put that in as a feather in your cap because that's that's one of the repercussions or consequences that happens when you do join a a, a conference like yeah. that. So. So, I, I mean, in the
1: SEC, I mean, you even look at Alabama's schedule, which I'm about to get into. Alabama played two good games. Okay? Now, someone also was talking about how, how is Alabama with the same record as Notre Dame? Not that Notre Dame needs to be in the top ten. Okay? Hear me out. Notre Dame is not a top ten team by any means, and I will not defend them saying that they are. But Alabama being ranked seventh or eighth right now in the newest polls. Alabama... Um, the ten teams that they have beat combined to go forty-seven and seventy-three, and they did not beat a team that has more than seven wins. So Alabama didn't beat anybody all year. Notre Dame
0: beat three teams in the top twenty-five. Yeah, I mean, as a as a as a Auburn fan, looking at the Iron Bowl yesterday, and and. Looking at, I, I didn't bet the game at all. I stayed away from it. Didn't want any influence on that game at all. And it worked out for me. But looking at Alabama's schedule, they have not played anybody except for LSU. And that was really it. And, and Auburn and, yesterday. And, well, and Auburn yesterday. But that LSU game was basically kind of a, a similar dogfight against Auburn. So. Also, well, good segue into the playoff. I. I want to jump back back to Notre Dame. I know that you said you gave some really good reasons why they should not join a conference and stay independent, but how do you feel as a Notre Dame fan knowing that unless your team goes undefeated, even with one loss, you not having, and I don't know, maybe your loss is to the number one team or some, you know, you're not going to make the playoffs unless your team's undefeated. I disagree. You,
1: you if they beat Michigan and the way that they won convincingly the rest of the way, if their one loss was Georgia at Georgia by single digits and Georgia loses the SEC Championship game to LSU, Notre Dame is the fourth
0: fourth team in. See, I think it would be even better if if Georgia if Georgia won that, do you just want to get into this this last yeah, segment? Absolutely. Okay. So we're segueing into the uh, the Final Four playoff what, what are we... What we think it's going to be? Yeah. Okay. Or what it should be. <laughs> what it should be, you know, the, the committee hasn't asked us for our opinion yet, but here it is if they want it. Um, with... I... I with, If Notre Dame and Georgia have... They have equal records right now. Or no. Notre Dame is 10 and... 10 and 2. 10 and 2. Georgia's or Georgia is 11 and 1. 11 and one. If, if LSU were to lose to Georgia... I Georgia's getting into the playoffs, correct? Correct. Okay. So, what do you think in that matchup, the LSU the SEC Championship? Cuz that's going to be the matchup. That 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 winner's getting in LSU versus Georgia. Yes. What give me your what do you think is going to happen in that game? Cuz that is going to be the SEC slot. Okay. Well, I think if Georgia wins, they're in. Yeah. Agreed.
1: But I also think LSU and Ohio State are in regardless okay and Clemson being 27 point favorites they win they're in so in my opinion Georgia wins all the hypotheticals are out and it's it's Georgia Clemson LSU Ohio State they give LSU the four spot and they would probably play Ohio State and then Clemson was the would be the two Georgia the three but I think what gets interesting is if LSU wins who is the fourth team because I, I I mean, barring a miraculous feat, no one's beaten Ohio State. Wisconsin, is that who they Ohio State play? Yeah, mm-hmm. Wisconsin doesn't have the horses to beat Ohio State, and Clemson's going to win the ACC. Yeah. Okay, so let's just assume LSU wins. Who's
0: the fourth team? Well, in that scenario, right now I think LSU is going to beat Georgia. So, kind of on topic, what we're talking about right now, I think it's Alabama. I think it's two loss Alabama. I literally just sit and told you Alabama has beaten absolutely no one. Yeah, I'm just saying that it's going to be a two loss. I'm, I'm just saying if if we were sitting there in the committee, is that what you personally think, or what you think the committee would? I think that that's what the committee is going to do.
1: No, there's no they, chance. Oh yeah.
0: No. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> there's zero chance Alabama gets in a two loss Alabama. The only chance oh, Alabama who, has. Who? Okay. So right now, no, it, it's a two-loss Alabama or a two-loss Georgia or Utah or Oklahoma or Baylor. The only hope Alabama would have this would have to happen. That, that my, I think this is what the committee's going to do. This is not what I want because if, if if it's what I want, Auburn's in. That's that's, <laughs> that's what I want. Gosh. Okay, okay. This is what it would
1: have to ha- have to happen for Alabama again. LSU beats Georgia. Yeah. Utah. Loses the Pac-12 championship. Which is possible. Oklahoma loses to Baylor. Possible. Then Alabama, Alabama... They would have to make Alabama pass up Baylor. Yeah. Baylor's going to be 12-1 and one I- winning with a win against Oklahoma and a championship. How can you put a... a, a an Alabama team that hasn't beaten anyone with more than seven wins and over
0: Baylor who just beat Oklahoma. I think that that, that, uh, that Iron Bowl game, the way that they Alabama somehow turned it on, 45 points, 40 points, whatever it is, I think the committee is going to look at it and say that this team is better than that team. I mean,
1: it literally is going to take a, a miraculous we'll – Everything to, we'll, I just said would have to happen. Would you
0: Would you rather me agree with you? And no, I it, want you to disagree. It, thank you. But I think thank that's you. absurd. Hey, so, okay, let me give you another – Stephen A. from the bleachers. <laughs> hey, one,
1: one more Steve's, scenario. Stephen A. One more scenario. Okay. okay. All right. LSU beats Georgia. Okay. Utah wins the Pac-12. Oklahoma beats Baylor to win the Big 12. Who gets in, Utah or Oklahoma? Oklahoma, team brand, Jordan. Oklahoma. So you're saying Oklahoma gets in because of money? Um, I mean, because that's Oklahoma will bring more why. fans, and it will result in more money for the NCAA. And we all know that sports is all about Actually, money. Actually,
0: you know, now how do 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 Oklahoma fans travel? Do Alabama? I mean football matters to Oklahoma? I don't. I mean, I know it's a big brand. It'll 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 at least get a lot of people to watch the game. I don't know if it actually brings people to the game, but it gets people to watch the Either game. Either way, like, it's money. Yeah,
1: and we've all seen that the NCAA cares a lot about money.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Here's my thoughts.
0: No, so, I have you, I, I have Utah. I I think Utah. Who were they playing in the Pac-12? Is it? I don't remember Utah though. I'll since
1: they up. lost to USC, who is a top twenty-five team? um they've blown out everybody.
0: I'm looking I mean
1: cool. I've I won a lot of money on Utah this year because they're minus 21, they're minus you know 14 and a half in a you know what's supposed to be a close game and they just they've been rolling people. I think they're good.
0: Yeah, Oregon. Why didn't I just say that? Sure. It's Oregon. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I I think I think that's what's going to happen. I think LSU's going to beat Georgia, and I think Utah's going to win, and Oklahoma's going to win, and they're going to have to make a decision, and somebody's going to be really mad. But here's here's the final.
0: I don't think the Pac-12 gets in.
1: So They might not. Yeah. But here's my final thought. Okay, People are going to say, well, you need to go to six teams. You need to go to eight teams. You need to go to 16 teams. No, you don't. Have, has the committee gotten the, the top four teams right every year? Absolutely not. But since they've gone to a four-team playoff, has there ever been a doubt that the best team did not have their chance to win? No. Every year, the best team is in the Final Four. Like when Clemson and Bama have been winning. Like, they've been in. It's been a fair shot. If you didn't know who was better between Clemson and Bama, they would end up playing to find out. It always works itself out. So they might not get the fourth team right. But the best team will be in the
0: four. The final segment that we wanted to get into, Regan, you posed this idea. Um, well, you gotta you gotta sprinkle some basketball in now that we're we're yeah. into the basketball season. You gotta sprinkle a little bit in. We we talked about it on uh, a couple episodes ago, how the, this is we really wanted you guys to stick with us through this to get to college basketball. Yeah. This is something that we we follow a lot more hardcore. A
1: couple of early season observations for me. Number one, Michigan is really good. Jawan Howard
0: actually can coach. And did you see he? Uh, they had a big thing about him cleaning up the floor. Yeah, he's a servant leader, and he like every one of his players are like shaking the hands and like looking mm-hmm. the other player and the coaches in the eyes in the lineup. Yeah. Oh I, yeah. I like Jawan Howard. I like
1: what he's doing. Mm-hmm. My second observation is that the Big Ten is loaded at the point guard position. Cassius Winston, arguably, you know, the best player coming back in the nation as far as has a chance of winning the Naismith Player of the Year. Under the radar somehow, Anthony Cowan from Maryland is a stud. He is really good. He dominated their tournament this weekend, or this week. Um, The point guard from Michigan, Xavier Simpson, stud. You look at some other teams – A lot of other teams, their best player is also their point guard. You know, like, I use two best players. Well, maybe. But Phenasy and and Devontae Green, point guards. You look at Purdue, you know, Nogel Eastern, point guard. Um, So, I think, look at Ohio State. Um, What is it, Darius Garland? No, sorry. Um, Ohio State's got two really good guards. They got the transfer from Florida State and they got the freshman that's really good. So I think the Big Ten's loaded at point guard. And my third observation that we've we've kind of talked about is is that there's no powerhouse and there's some teams out there like the, the Daytons of the world that, that can make some noise. You got Daytons, you got you know, some teams I like betting early now. Actually two of the um, you know, Yale, Harvard, they're really good this year. Vermont's really good. Yale and Vermont actually played today. Um, it was a game I looked at taking, but both teams were too good. I didn't want to bet against any, either of them. So, I think it's a year of, of a lot of parity. Um, I think a lot of teams are, are going um, right. to have a lot of losses going into the conference.
0: Right now in the Big Ten, the top seven teams, there's Maryland 8-0, IU, Michigan, Ohio State are 7-0, Illinois, Penn State, Rutgers are 6-1. and and then Michigan State in eighth is at five and two. Yeah. I mean but Michigan State's
1: the only team that's actually well, Michigan State and Michigan are one of the only two teams that have played good competition. So
0: Who did Michigan lose to the other night when their big loss?
1: Michigan. Michigan State, sorry. Well they lost the first night of the year and then they turned around and lost to
0: Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech, that's what it was.
1: Yeah. Well Michigan State's got a lot going on right now. Cassius Winston isn't himself. Um for obvious reasons since his brother passed away so he's he's really struggling i read some stories about him you know like crying before the games and like barely like basketball is literally his his outlet and that's the only thing that gets life back to normal for him so he's he's in a bad place when your best player and leader is kind of under you know a lot of stress and pressure and that wears on your whole team so they'll figure it out um you know, Cassius Winston is, is awesome. I wish him the best. I think Izzo I mean, will figure things out there, but
0: I was gonna say if there's one coach that can kind of navigate through this, I think Tom Izzo can help correct get anybody through that. I will also
1: say one more point.
0: Um, those of you that listened to
1: me before the season started and took Florida and Louisville to win their respective conferences, that looks like very promising bets. Florida has some work to do offensively, but. Um, Kentucky is by no means uh, um, you know the best team in the, that they've ever had there so um, Florida has a really good shot to win that Louisville is going to be I think they'll probably be ranked first in the nation now so now Louisville has a big matchup with Michigan this week that's gonna be really interesting uh, I love Louisville's team I've seen I saw him play live this year they got a stud inside um, he is he is an super Really good player. Rebounds everything. Can score inside. He's expanded his game. He can shoot it now. Um, and Jordan Noora is a tough matchup. You know, six, seven, six, eight puts it on the deck, strokes it, uh, can get to the rim, rebounds. So,
0: yeah. A uh, lot to be excited about with college basketball. Is Big Ten ACC, is that coming up? When is that? They got Connecticut coming in.
1: Yeah. December 3rd. Yeah. So, this week, early Tuesday. this week, is the Big Ten ACC yeah, Challenge. Tuesday. And then, well, next weekend, Saturday, Big Ten starts. So, the, you know, IU has Florida State. Then they go to Wisconsin. Then they got UConn, Nebraska, Crossroads Classic, Arkansas. That's mm-hmm. the month of December. Boom, then you're into conference play. So they have two conference games um, with some tough non-conference games mixed in. So
0: December's going to be a good month. Speaking just real quick on the Crossroads Classic, we're trying to get a uh, – special crossroads episode with um some of our purdue buddies uh notre dame and butler friends so uh, be on the lookout for that uh do you want to get into the last segment absolutely all right you go ahead and explain it while i do some stuff okay so
1: our last segment uh this is kind of something we want to do like a top five um something basketball related top five gym top five shooting guard something just like a little fun segment today, we're going to do top five college basketball players
0: that never made it in the pros. Which is basically like half of Bleacher Report's website is top ten, top five, top 50. So, yeah, we, let's let's do it. How, how are we deciding who goes first? Who gets first? I was, pick?
1: I, well, I don't even say we have to do a pick. I would just say we both have our top five. You did your research, right? Do you have your five? I have five, yeah. And I have my five. I say you throw one out there, and I'll either agree or disagree,
0: and then I'll go, and then we'll go back and forth till we're through our list. All right, in no particular order. No order. All right. For me, one that just stands out for a multitude of reasons, but is going to be Adam Morrison. Absolutely, no doubt. Adam Morrison is a hands down bust, and and the and the not only did he have the mustache, but he will forever be remembered as the dude that cried. Yep. Remember. He was just on the court crying. What was that, Gonzaga? Was that when he was at Gonzaga or was that yeah, the pros? I think it was at Gonzaga. His lasting college memory is him crying on the basketball court. It was an ugly face cry. They were losing. They had a good team. I, I forget who was all on there, but I remember Adam Morrison, and he just shit the bed in the NBA. Just shit the bed. He was the third overall pick in 2006, and the only thing I can remember about him is that he would cry. Yeah, Adam Morrison –
1: also one of the best mustaches in college basketball history
0: yeah I, I think
1: best is one of the best and by best I mean worst um all right mine another one that I think is an absolute no-brainer is Psycho T Tyler Hansborough interesting I mean I had an unbelievable four years at at North Carolina um uh, you know had to he's infamous for his bloody face picture where yeah. I think they were playing Duke and he got drilled in the face and, you know, leaves the game covered in blood. But, um, you know, he goes to the pros and ends up playing a year or two for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants,
0: and I don't even know
1: what he's doing now.
0: He's a, he, he was a first-round pick. I, I, I had a buddy in college, huge, huge um, North Carolina Tar Heels fan, and – he would always tell me, like, great college player, kind of like a Tim Tebow, great for the college game, yeah. great for the college system. But in the pros, he's gonna get eaten up, and and that that basically is exactly what happened. Looks like Tyler Hansborough is uh, in the Shishuan Blue Whales playing in China. Oh, China's she- league. Shishuan.
1: Not, yeah, China's pro league's not very good, so.
0: Well. Can but I hey, to- good for him making some money. Do you, Do you have a little bit more shit talking sure. to do on Tyler Hansbrough, or can no, I get in? That's all I got. Can I get another pick since we're talking about China? Sure. Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer Fredette. Jimmer for debt, without a doubt, he was still in the league up until like not up in, not in the league, but he he was um, he got signed to the the Suns, I believe.
1: Summer league team.
0: Summer league team, just for a little bit. Okay. Now this is not an overstatement, but liability on defense. Yeah, <laughs> liability on defense. I, I'm gonna, I gotta argue with you a little bit. Okay.
1: I Jimmer Fredette, to me isn't an unbelievable college player because he played at BYU against nobody. He hit some crazy deep.
0: So threes. did Steve Young. Steve Young played at BYU. Steve Young also is a top ten quarterback of all time. Uh, well, but you, they still BYU. Okay,
1: I'm not sure what that argument is. It's apples to oranges there. But, regardless, Jimmer Fredette hits a couple long threes. I don't think that necessarily makes him a stud college player.
0: No, I think Jimmer Fredette. Let's see when he was drafted. I think, you know, if... if I, I think where you're drafted, too, plays a big role. Jimmer was first-round, tenth pick. Whoa. It was a tenth-round pick. He's playing in China right now. Well, that was a terrible pick, then. Um... This is what I was gonna say about stepping out on a limb. Better shooter than Curry? So I think Curry's he's, the best shooter of all time. Yeah, even if Steph couldn't play defense, he'd probably still be in the league. Yeah. Alright, who who you got next? Um I think you gotta throw in Christian Leitner.
1: Christian Leitner did have a small NBA career, but I mean he was like the, the second coming of 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 Christ, mm-hmm. you know. You know, he's he's the Duke All-American, and he wins national title. You know, and high-picked by the Timberwolves. He's on the Dream Team. And he ends up being the only member of the Dream Team to not make it into the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, unbelievable college career and, and had really high
0: hopes. And Christian is not in the Basketball Hall of Fame? No. Well, not yet. He'll be in... No, he won't. The, Col- the Basketball Hall of Fame is... NBA, college, high school coaches, writers—it's not like the NFL Hall of Fame. the The basketball Hall of Fame is, dude. You and I could be in the NBA, or in the basketball Hall of Fame. I did
1: hit six threes in the quarter, so.
0: Well, if that's that's Hall of Fame worthy, well, that's that's what's crazy about the. That's I'm no Scott Rowland. You,
1: you know Scott Rowland holds the record for most threes in a quarter in Indiana high school basketball history. What's the record, Scott Rowland? Eight.
0: Eight. Shooter. Oh boy, can shoot! Shooters oh, the baseball. I'm starting to notice um, a little bit of a trend in some of your picks and um, comparison to mine. You're going for guys that were big name college guys, and I'm just going for overall like top so on like you know top picks. That's all right. Um, but one guy that I think that kind of fits both, and you probably have him, um, Greg Oden. Yes. I mean. I mean, Greg Oden... You, you hate to do it to him, but it, it's it's just... It's facts. I mean, is, it's
1: it, facts. Is Greg Oden the biggest high school recruit and biggest, like, big name, number one draft pick since LeBron? Um, like, can you remember? Maybe, like, Zion, maybe Zion was a bigger number one pick, but wasn't as big a recruit as Oden was. I
0: get what you're saying. Like, from a... I remember watching Lawrence Cent- – was it Central or North? He was on Lawrence North. Lawrence North. I remember watching Lawrence North on ESPN and being like, holy shit, this school's in Indianapolis. Look at these guys. Him and Mike Conley, great, phenomenal team. Yeah, they had six Division I players. And he was well before social media. Yeah. He was well before social media. He could have blown up. Um, let me tell you – Three guys that were drafted after Greg Oden. Well, I know two was Kevin Durant. Two was Kevin Durant, yeah. Oden went 1-1. KD went number two. Al Horford and Joe Kim Noah off of that Florida team. Florida, yeah,
1: back-to-back national champs. So
0: that was one of the reasons, not only did Greg Oden, you know, he had issues on the court and off the court, but it's also the guys that were taken behind him. You know, it's kind of the mitchell Trubinski where you have Watson and Mahomes, you could have taken. KD, Hortford, and Joe Kim are all still playing in the league right now. I think, I, I, what we were saying,
1: I think he's kind of the biggest name to come out of high school and the pros combined since LeBron. The only reason that he wasn't the very first name that I said. He would have gone he would have gone
0: straight to the league if he could. And still probably would have been the number one player. Yep, straight to the league. That's, that adds to the, the bus factor. Sure. The only reason I didn't say him first was
1: because um, he only played one year. And the other guys I have on my list, Hansborough, Leitner, and Morrison played more. So they play, they all played, I think, at least three. So Odin is certainly one of the biggest busts of all time. Um, but he only played one year of college. So. Alright, it's my turn. Mm-hmm. I got one more. My last one on the list, Jay Williams. From Duke, he was he was unbelievable in college. I loved watching him play. I actually really liked that Duke team. You know, none of the Duke teams now or anything like those early two thousands Duke teams. I really enjoyed watching those teams. Um, but Jay Williams was one of the best guards I remember watching in, in college basketball in my lifetime. Um, he he could do it all. He could he could score up the dribble. He could stroke it. Get to the rim. He defended. Um, you know, he he was he was an elite point guard, um, but couldn't stay healthy. Well, you don't think his wreck had anything to do with that? Well, that's why he couldn't stay healthy. But yeah. Oh ah, well, I wouldn't hold it. So wait. I mean, it's not. I'm not saying like it's his fault. Right. Agreed. I'm but just like saying it. Him. He physically couldn't play. You know. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's not a bust, but. I mean, Odin's the same way. Odin is a different person if it wasn't for injuries. What did Jay will go that year? Was he like he was top
0: ten for sure?
1: Yeah. If we wanted to have another, another, we could have another
0: debate on top five players that. Um, oh, sh- injury cut their career short. He was one too. I think that that's another because that's one where I don't feel as bad calling him bus. It's like well, but he he had bad knees <laughs> or well <laughs> he got a <the> motorcycle wreck. <laughs> um, I had two on the list. Um, one was uh, that Calvert Cheney. Yeah. Did you do you ever see the statistics behind all his stuff? Uh well I'll bank probably but I don't know. What so 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 tell me what you know about him.
1: Calvert Cheney, he's yeah. the Big Ten's all time leading scorer. Yeah. Um, anything else? He he actually had an okay NBA career. He he did alright. I was I turned on NBA TV you know they show Hardwood Classics? Yeah. I saw one where he was playing for the Washington Bullets Bullets, against against MJ. Mm -hmm. Boy, he could score.
0: He could score. He he scored 11 in a row on the game I was watching. But for the guy that is the all-time leading scorer in the Big Ten, you think he would average over more than 9.5 points per game. You would also think that he would all – He he, averaged 9.5 in the NBA? Yeah. It's not a bust. Well, I guess from the standpoint of – being this top scorer in the what league, I, I, you don't you don't see you don't see guys being dominant. He he averaged twenty two points his senior year, so I guess what I'm saying is you don't see guys that are dominant players that are. I think I don't know what he was taking either. They excel their game in the NBA. He digressed in the NBA game. I I don't know. I I didn't really watch him. I was just looking it up. I don't know. I think. And we're a... Hoosier Picks podcast, so I wanted to stir the pot, but. This is another reason why I put him on the list. He was part of just kind of a perfect all-around story at IU. Do you know, apparently there are or there were 12 National Player of the Year awards. You know, the the New York Times and then this and then that. These very large awards. 12 of them. He won all 12 his senior year for National Player of the Year. Really? Yep. So that's why I felt like he was a... um, Worthy of this list. The other one, um, and this was the number two pick in the 1984 draft, very famous draft, if you remember, Sam Bowie. Yeah, Sam Bowie from Kentucky. Sam Bowie So the Trailblazers. MJ, Barkley, and John Stockton were all taken after him. You know,
1: that's another second we can do top five draft classes of all time. Mm
0: -hmm. You got the 84,
1: you got the 03, you got the 96, Kobe's group. Yellow LeBron's group 0-3. that's a good one. That might be a top three. We just gotta rank them. Yeah, that's. I mean, that draft class right there. Sam Bowie, that, that's legit. But uh, he's another one that, that had knee problems. Man, imagine being the Portland Trailblazers, and you took Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan, and Greg O over KD. Oh man,
0: yeah, they've had uh, they've had Gosh. shit luck as of late. And then Brandon Roy gets hurt.
1: Man, there's been some studs that their careers were ended early. Penny, Grant Hill, Brandon Roy. Oh, shoot. We're getting me off on a tangent. Let's end this.
0: All right, well, just uh, follow us on our Twitter and our Instagram, at Who's Picks. Um, we're going to update some stuff. We might not be able to do a podcast later this week. It sucks to say. We might we might be moving to the weekends. It really doesn't matter when we get the podcast to you, as long as we get it to you. So um, we'll get it figured out. Um, Follow on me our... on the reaction app if you want my college basketball picks. Cause... Yep, Reagan does a great job of live betting or or live updating his picks. I do a shit job at it. Dubs does a pretty good job at it too, although. Um, he will particularly take Indiana Pacer prop bets. <laughs> so if you're into prop bets specifically for the Indiana Pacers, great follow on there. Um, usually has some bonus over. Some bonus over 37 and a half rebounds. <laughs> take it. Take the over. <laughs> whoever, who, also, whoever is projected to have the least amount of threes made, he'll take that over <laughs> as well. So uh, thanks for sticking with us, guys. Uh, we'll be back soon. And, again, follow us on our social medias. Uh, This is the Hoosier Picks podcast.